the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, God our Father desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, although that's what our Father desires, most saints don't have that same desire. Although the opportunity exists to have a close intimate relationship with God, most Christians seem to resist the opportunity to have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can take and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should learn what they are and take them. We need to know what they are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires to have with you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Matthew chapter 26, and start reading at verse 36. It reads, So then come of Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. He began to be sorrowful and very heavy. So he went up in there and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Now, this is Jesus. That word sorrowful means to distress. Jesus was in distress. Imagine that. But then don't forget, he wear flesh just like you. And as long as he's aware of flesh, and he had the ability to be distressed just like me and you. Remember, he took upon this flesh so that he can become me and you. Because himself that, 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 that knew no sin became sin, that we, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And why? Because he took upon flesh so that he could be tempted just like me and you. Which means just like you're tempted to not do the will of God, so was he too. Because see, he loved his father. He said, I don't want to do nothing other than what I see my father do. He always wanted to please his father. That's the only thing on his mind, too. But when something began to start rising up on the inside of him to the point that it began to feel him to not do what God said do, he said, we, can, we need to handle this. I'm talking to you. Because see, a lot of us still really don't want to do the will of God. And we're distressed at the very thought of it. God, we need to handle that. That's something need to be handled. That ain't nothing that you put off till later. That need to be handled. And as soon as he knew it was there, because he knew the time was approaching for him to do what God said do, he said, we need to go handle this. That's why he went to pray. 
Why? Because it would cause them to be unwilling to do something, reluctant, disinclined, or adverse. In other words, the distress in Jesus' mind was so distressing that if it was allowed to remain within him, it could cause him to become unwilling to do what he came to earth to do. That they're reluctant to do the will of God. They're also Jesus also began to get to the point that he could have been disinclined to line up with the will of God in his life. The word disinclined means lacking desire or willingness. Where he would be lacking desire or willingness. You think I'm making this up? Remember when he got up in there and said, Lord, if there's any way this thing can pass with me, let's do this. When he was saying let's do this, he wasn't saying let's do this like go do what you said do. Let's do this like pass this thing on to somebody else and let somebody else do See, the distress that fills our mind concerning doing the will of God for our lives can be so strong that it can dry up the willingness that you should have to do the will of God. Whereas there might have been willingness there one day, but then after a while it went away. There might have been willingness to do what God said do, but then certain thoughts begin to fill you, saying something to you like, no, this isn't the time, or, 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 or as quiet as kept, it's never the time to do what God said do. Amen. To the point that we become averse to do the will of God. Jesus had distress in his mind to the point that he would, could potentially become averse to do the will of God. The word averse is talking about, uh, well, let me do it this way. Yeah, let me do it this way. The word averse is used to describe a long-held dislike or unwillingness. A long-held dislike or willingness. Though, it not, though, though it's not a particularly strong feeling, it's still a long-held feeling. Though it's not necessarily a strong feeling, it's a long-held feeling. Like Some folk, they don't have like a, a, a strong negative against the doing the will of God. They just have a long-held negative yeah. with doing the will of God. And you know, the longer you hold a thought, the harder it is to let go of that thought. Is anybody hearing me up in here? The longer you hold a thought, the, easy, the harder it is to get rid of that thought. That's why when people say, well, you know, I, 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 I'll do it next year. Probably not. Because you held that thought longer. It had a chance to root deeper. It had a chance to wrap itself around more emotions. And so now, later on, when it comes time to do it, it is now more entrenched in your mind not to do it. To the point that it's going to be harder to uproot that sucker. Because now it's tapped into all kind of feelings and emotions you got. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's a long-held feeling. See, in averseness, the strength of the unwillingness has its power not in how much it's disliked, but in how long the unwillingness has existed. The strength of the, un- of, of the averseness, of the unwillingness, has its power in not how, how, how much it's disliked. Because a person might not dislike it a lot but they just haven't disliked it a long time. It's almost like that thought has become friends to them to the point that now they don't want to let go of their friend because I've been, I'm so comfortable with this feeling of not wanting to do so that now, no matter what kind of thing you tell me, I've been holding this thought too long and I don't want to do so. Come on now. Sometimes we can have something so long we just don't want to let it go. Like some of them raggedy pajamas that some of y'all got and stuff like that. You still remember when that decal that's on there, that, 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 that 
silk screening that was on there could actually be seen for what it is. But not like ears are missing off that bunny and, 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 and they don't walk off from Amen. But you just don't want to let it go. That's like some thoughts people have. They've said no for so long that now they want to say yes. But there's an averseness on the inside of them that they still can't say yes. That's why Jesus went to Gethsemane to pray. Because he went to empty himself of any troubling thought that could cause him to not want to do what his father wanted him to do. He needed to empty himself of it to convene a meeting with his father to lay out before him the troubling thoughts that stood before him. To stand boldly out opposite those thoughts that tried to get him to do opposite of what it is the father wanted him to do. That's why he went to Gethsemane to pray. Because the word Gethsemane means wine press. The word Gethsemane means wine press. Wine presses are designed to squeeze that which is within something out of it. Wine presses are designed to squeeze something that is within something out of it. Now the, the will of God was already in him, but it needed to come out of him at this point so he could be able to do it. But because he had, had to work out the will of God from within him. That's why the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But there are also other thoughts that were within him too, that were trying to attach itself to him and cause him to not do what it is that God the Father wanted him to do. These thoughts had to be emptied out of him. That's why prayer is the place where they could be emptied out. That's why he went to Gethsemane so it can be gotten out of him. Gotten out of him. So it can be squozing out of him. Is that a word? It is now. Praise God. Squozing out of him. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Got need to be squozing out of him. Verse 37. Verse 38. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch for me. Watch with me. And he went a little further and look, fell on his face and prayed. Now, when they say fell on his face, another way of looking at it is that just like we learned a little while ago, he sprawled out before God, fell on his face. Remember I said, you can either throw out what you think or you can throw yourself out there. He threw himself out there. Praise God, because, you know, he is what he thinks. He threw himself out there saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Now, he threw out that thought. Is there any way this thing could pass for me? He put it out there. Because see, some of us just don't want to be honest to God. We don't want to put it out there. But remember, God already know your thought before you say it. That's why you might as well go and be real and go and say to him what you need to say. Jesus did it. Jesus put, just put it out there. Amen. If there's any other way we can pull this off, let's pull this off. Is there a plan B? C. D, y'all don't want to work with me up in here. That's what he's saying. I ain't no plan A. And I'm like, hey, you sure we can't do this any other way? Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Praise God, God done told you to do stuff. And you trying to find plan B, C. Some of y'all on Z by now. <laughs> about to hit double A. Praise God. <laughs> it happens, it happens. Keep reading. And he cometh unto his disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, what? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Dang. He said, Troy said, dang. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, that's a lot of our problems. Our flesh is weak. Our spirit willing. 
On the inside of you, hear a message like this, on the inside of you, be like, yeah. But then as soon as you walk out, you step back into the flesh. And that's where the weakness exists. That's why it needs to squeeze out of you the spiritual concept of doing what God said do and get it out of the flesh so it can do what it's supposed to do. Notice he went away again the second time and prayed. He went away again the second time and prayed. I like that because Jesus went back in there again. Why? Because he still didn't have the mind that he needed to have to go do what God told him to do. He didn't have that mind of Christ that we're told to have. So because of that, he went back in to get what it is he knew he needed to get so he could do what he called him to do. Like some of us say, well, Pastor, I did pray. Well, pray again. He went and prayed. He went away again the second time and prayed. I like that. The word again means anew. That is once more. I went, go once more. I went, go once more. I've been five times, go once more. And when you go, go anew. The word anew means afresh. In other words, go back in the prayer once more like it's the first time that you've been up in there. Go up in there like it's the first time you've been up in there. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because you're still trying to work on the words you said before. Go up in there and say it again. Hallelujah. Because you got to go back up in there like this your first time. You got to go back up in there with the same fervor. You got to go back in there with the same intensity. Because first time you was like, God, I really want to know, should I do this now? Now you're like, yeah, well, you know, should I do it now? Some of y'all just go say, ditto. <laughs> ain't, ain't, nothing to, ain't nothing to your prayer. Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You got to go up in there with the same, or you got to go up in there uh, fresh and anew. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He went up away again the second time and prayed, said, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them sleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again. How did he go away? Fresh and anew. He went away one more time. See, it may take a few times being pressed to get all that which that's within you out of you. It might take a few times to go up in there. That's why we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Without ceasing in the literal Greek means on every occasion. And that's a good occasion when something's in the way of you doing what God said do. It may take a few times in prayer to get the release that you need within you to be willing to do the will of God. It may take a few times to get the release to do the will of God on the inside of you. Old saints used to call it praying through. They used to call it praying through. They say, baby, you need to pray through. Anybody remember them old, 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 them old mothers? Baby, you need to pray through. I know if you was anything like me, you'd be like, what's through? And one of them old mamas would tell you, through until you're willing to be obedient to do what it is that the Father wants you to do, baby. Through everything that's hindering you from doing what it is that God put you on this earth to do, baby. That's through. Through everything that's stopping you from doing what it is that you know you ought to do. That's through, baby. And some of us need to pray through. 
Because there's something hindering you, stopping you. Remember, Jesus went through everyone that tried to stop him to do what God said do. Now he has to face the hardest one. Ask me what it is. Say it, Reverend Britt. Himself. Because it's easy to be able to say it to somebody else. But it's another world to say it to yourself. Come on now. When you pray for somebody else to be healed, you pray with fervor. He'll speak to that sickness in the name of Jesus. Be spitting all over the room while you're praying and everything else. And get what you're after. Many times the first time. But then when you pray for yourself, be healed in Jesus' name. And you ain't even really believing it. I'm teaching right now. Just like when you're talking to somebody else about the will of God. Oh, you ought to do the will of God for your life, baby. That's what God put you on earth to do. Come on, let me agree with you in prayer. Father, reveal to them your will. And Father, give them a strength. Ha, I feel my help coming on. And, and you'll be going through all of that when you're praying for somebody else. But when it comes time to deal with yourself, that's another world. See, because you don't know what they feeling, but you know what you feeling. You don't know what they're experiencing. You're on the outside praying. When you're dealing with yourself, you're you you on the inside. You know what you're thinking. So you need to go up in there again. Jesus went up in there. Everybody else, he's like, be here. Be this. Be that. Up in here, he's like, hey, I'm back again, Father. I'm back again. <laughs> Y'all not working with me. But I love the Lord. He did what he had to do to be able to make it through. And we need to do what we need to do in order to make it through. He went in there again, anew, one more time, saying, and, 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 and listen to this one, verse 44. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Which means he didn't change the prayer that he prayed. Now, all the prayer, although the prayer itself didn't change, the intensity level changed. Although the prayer itself didn't change, the intensity level changed. You think I'm making that up? Go over to Luke chapter 22. Here's another account of the same thing. Luke chapter 22. So he's giving you another view. Luke chapter 22. Let's look at verse 44. Gives you another view. Now, Luke is the physician, so he can give you more detail. He said, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. The press is going on. So he said, being in agony, he prayed the more earnestly. More earnestly means more intently. Because as you get closer and closer and closer to what God's called you to do, and you still ain't got that thing that allows you that breakthrough, you need to pray more intently the next time you go. 
You don't get, you don't, you don't pray less and less and less. You pray more and more and more. You don't pray less and less and less intent. You pray more and more and more intent. You're going in there with intentions to get an answer. Intentions to get a change. Intention to be able to, 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 to get something that you need in order to move forward into what God has in store for you. Let me read it in the Bible in basic English. It reads it this way. And being in great trouble of soul, the force of his prayer became stronger. The force of his prayer. Whereas before he was praying strong. Now he's praying stronger. You got to step it up. Why? Because you got work to do. You got to step it up. Because you got something you got to do. You got to step it up. Don't be satisfied being trapped by the thoughts that are in your head and not moving forward into what God said. Step it up. You got to carve out more time, carve out more time. If you need to turn off that TV, turn off that TV. If you need to quit hanging with friends, quit hanging with friends. Do what you got to do so that you can be able to pray through. And get this out of you that's causing you to not do what God said do. You're being handled. The 20th century New Testament reads it this way. It says, and his anguish became intense. He prayed still more earnestly. Still more earnestly. Which meant the more that that pressure hit him to not do it, the more earnestly he prayed to do it. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that one of the things that God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between Him and me and you. I hope that you're also seeing that we need to do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like He wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the opportunity of a lifetime to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity in the universe. That's an opportunity that we definitely don't want to blow. That's why we should do everything that we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God who loves and desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's flat out what I'm going to do, and I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 that's Erico 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. Brothers and sisters, we also invite you to come out to our annual Faith of Fire conference this evening. It started Wednesday evening, and my God, my God, my God, it's been powerful. It's definitely been firing up the flame of the faith of God within us, just like it's designed to do. The Spirit of God is in the house, y'all, and we'd love for all of you to be there, too. The final evening service is tonight at 6.45 p.m., so come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. 
Children's Church and Nursery and VIP Transportation Service are available for tonight's service too. And to all you ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, Faith of Fire ends on Saturday morning with an all-you-can-eat women's breakfast fellowship just for you at 9.30 a.m. where you ladies will be fed twice, naturally with an awesome breakfast prepared and served by the Brothers of Word of Faith and spiritually with an anointed Word of God ministered to you just for you. Nurse and VIP transportation service are available too. All of this is available to you at no charge, but of course, a free will offering will be taken. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Both you and your faith will be set on fire at the Faith of Fire Conference at Word of Faith SA. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you have been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who have been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 